hello and welcome to episode 12 of Spheres of Influence, the podcast where we talk about the important spheres in our life, religion, politics, and culture. I'm Dennis Sanders and I'm your host. Today, we are going to talk about healthcare, its importance, why I think that the center-right um, should see this as an important issue, and probably why it won't. But I want to start by telling you a personal story. In November of 1996, I had just moved to Minnesota a few months earlier, and I caught the flu. At the time, I was 27 years old. I was working at a, for a major coffee chain, and I was making about $6 an hour. Healthcare was available, but let's be honest, when you make only $6 an hour and have to pay for various things like food and for rent, healthcare becomes out of reach. So I spent a few days in bed until I felt that I was good enough to go back to work. And I did fall, feel okay for a few days, but then the illness came back, and this time it came back with a vengeance, and I couldn't keep anything down. And then I started having trouble breathing. Now, I should have gone to the clinic that I frequented. Um, it was a low-income clinic on the south side of Minneapolis that um, had a sliding fee scale. But instead, I went to the county hospital, which is located in downtown Minneapolis. And there was a young man there who examined me, young doctor. And he looked and he said, yep, it's pneumonia. And so he gave me a five-day supply of antibiotics, which was a little weird because I, was, could you, I usually get 10 days of um, antibiotics for something like a sinus infection. So I took it. The thing is, is that I also could not keep anything down at this time. And the fact is, I just grew worse. I had a high temperature. I was starting to get actually a case of thrush on my tongue. Um, that was And that was turning my tongue white. Um, in the meantime, my parents basically rushed from Michigan um, to take care of me. After a few days, I was able to make an appointment to see um, a nurse practitioner at the clinic. And she took a blood trust and she took an x-ray. And she came back into that examination room and you could tell that she had this look of concern. And she basically said, I had to go into the hospital right away. Turns out that my blood cell count was around 70,000, which meant that my body was fighting off a massive infection. I wondered aloud, how in the world was I going to pay for all of this? And the nurse practitioner just basically said, don't worry. Well, long story short, I was in the hospital for two weeks. Um, my lungs had filled up with fluid, so the doctors had to come in. They had to make incisions to drain my lungs. They weren't sure if that would even work. because, And if it didn't, the next route would have had, had to have been surgery. Thankfully, that wasn't needed. Um, after a ton of antibiotics, I got better. So, of course, the question is, how was this paid for? I was going to be facing a big 
medical bill. But um, the nurse practitioner was wise and was able to get me on general assistance healthcare, which is uh, Minnesota's version of Medicaid, which is, of course, the federal program that offers health care to the poor. I find it funny because I, around that time, was moving probably from more left of center to more right of center. And, you know, how I view the role of government has changed over the years. But I still believe the government has to have a role in providing health care. And I believe that from experience. Because the role government was there to help me at a point in my life when I sorely need it. Now, conservatives believe in limited government. I think that that is a good thing. It's not because, or at least usually, it's not because we hate government, but it is because of the power of government. It can easily crowd out other spheres in our society So we want to believe that government has some role in our lives, but we don't want it to basically run the show. But the problem is, is that conservatives have become so so focused on the fear of government control of health care that they've basically not even tried to deal with the problem. Um, they make a boogeyman out of the fear of single payer um, and too often ignore how regular Americans have had to skip insurance because they simply could not afford it. The conservative writer and thinker John Podhoritz um, in some ways I think summed up how conservatives sometimes look at health care. And he said this back in 2017. This was when um, Congress was looking at, quote-unquote, repealing and replacing the Affordable Care Act. Um, He said something um, where one of the proposals, the Congressional Budget Office said that this plan could uh, cover about 24 million people less. This is what he says. Consensus headline, 24 million will lose coverage. As a simple matter of fact, that isn't right. The verb lose suggests these 24 million will unwillingly be booted out of the system. No, the CBO says that most of these people will not be covered because they will not buy insurance policy when it's no longer the law of the land that they must do so. In other words, they'll be exercising their freedom of choice as adults as adults, to opt out of the system. And should they try to get back in, only when they get sick, they will have to pay a 30% penalty for their effort to game the system. Now, maybe some of these people are, it, it's it's a way of freedom that they don't have to, at the, at the time, worry about um, mandates and all of that. But, Looking at my own experience of healthcare, knowing other people's experience of healthcare, 
it's more likely that if that people are not foregoing healthcare because of freedom, it's because healthcare is unaffordable. I just don't know too many people who are going to opt out just for the hell of it and um, purchase it when they become ill. I think that statement ignores the fact that many people aren't able to purchase insurance, even though they might want it. And, you know, it's interesting when the Republican-led House back in 2017 was trying to repeal the Affordable Care Act, they couldn't agree on a replacement. And it, in some ways, sh showed something. It showed that they didn't seem to care about health care as much. Um, they were so wrapped up in um, wanting to get rid of the ACA that they never really thought about what was going to fill its place. They didn't even think about why this might be important, why it would matter. The thing is, is that um, back then in 1996, I did have the opportunity to buy insurance, but on a $6 an hour salary, salary, I just couldn't do that. Having to, having the access and to buy insurance and that sometimes when there is talk about, uh, GOP led ideas, um, usually they focus on how to, um, have access so that people can buy insurance. Isn't the same as trying being able to afford it. Now, I've always believed that people on the right of center should be in support of some type of health insurance, universal health care that the government has a role in. It's in the same way that we have Social Security that gives Americans peace of mind even if they didn't get a pension or 401k, that they can at least have a basic stipend in their old age. Just like that, I think we need to have a healthcare system where people know that there is at least some basic coverage, a safety net where people get, um, when things get bad. The United States, I think, needs universal healthcare. Now, Note what I said. I said universal health care. I did not say single payer. Nor did I even say government health care. The problem is when we when and when people on both sides of this issue talk about the government uh, and universal health care, everyone's thoughts go to two places in the world. The first is Canada uh, that has a single payer model, um, where basically the government is the one that is the uh, primary insurance uh, that pays for everything. And also the United Kingdom, where basically the state controls all aspects of healthcare. The National Health Service is the health insurance. It is the doctor that you see. It is the hospital. They control it all. Now those are, are one that's one way of doing 
um, coverage, but that's not the only way. There are forms of systems that allow for some way, some of the private market to have a role um, where it's not just basically everything is the government. Models like the Swiss healthcare system or the healthcare system in Singapore are ways that the government has a role, but they don't control everything. They do have some role for private enterprise as well. Now, it's easy to think that people on the right of center aren't really that interested in healthcare. And I think that there is, sadly, a lot of truth. But there was a time when someone on the center right wanted to give Americans universal access to health care. And that person was Richard Nixon. In the 1970s, he was interested in creating some kind of a health care plan that would cover Americans. And his reasons for doing this were personal. He had two brothers that died from tuberculosis and had to deal with the all of the the how you were going to pay for all this and pay for illness. So he was deeply sympathetic to the struggles of fellow Americans that were dealing with health insecurity. And he wanted every American to have access to good health care insurance. And in his final State of the Union um, address in 1974, he said this, the time is at hand this year to bring comprehensive, high-quality health care within reach of every American. Now, of course, his plan never came to fruition. The reasons are never totally clear. Some people think that Ted, uh, Senator Ted Kennedy and uh, liberal interests sabotaged it because that was their issue probably makes more sense to say it was a victim of the worsening Watergate scandal, which ultimately led to President Nixon resigning. But there is at that a, a, a sign of someone on the center right that wanted to make a change. And it is a template that conservatives could use if they wanted to. Freedom is a cherished conservative value, but there is really another value among conservatives that I think in some ways has been ignored, and that is solidarity. And that concept really stems from Catholic social teaching, and it, what it means is that all of us are connected. And that might run counter to the individualist ethos of American conservatism. Pope John Paul II, who many consider a more conservative pope, describes solidarity this way. Solidarity is not a feeling of vague compassion or shallow distress at the misfortunes of so many people, both near and far. On the contrary, it is a firm and persevering determination to commit oneself to the common good, that is, to say to the good of all and uh, of each individual, because we are really responsible 
for all. We should have universal health care in America because we believe in the dignity of each person. We want universal health care because we believe in what Abraham Lincoln said. And he says that the legitimate object of government is to do for a community of people whatever they need to have done, but cannot do at all or cannot do cannot so well do for themselves in their separate and individual capacities. At one point or another, we hit a point where we might not be able to, to do healthcare on our own. It might be that they treating the cost of cancer or the cost of a new drug to control your diabetes. It could be a premature birth that leaves a baby in intensive care for months. The thing is, is that you just don't know when something could happen that will wipe out your savings in an instance. You know, one of the common things that at my age that I've heard is that young people really don't need health insurance. And, you know, at 27, I didn't think I was going to get a life-threatening illness. But the fact is, I did. That's why we have health insurance, because life doesn't always turn out the way we plan. So I want to end this podcast with another story. You know, fast forward now, 23 years later. Um, last summer, I lost my job, and with that, I lost health care. And I didn't know what I was going to do. One idea was to go on my husband's plan, um, but that would have been pretty onerous. And so we looked into Minsure. Um, Minsure is Minnesota's insurance marketplace that was created as a result of the Affordable Care Act, also known as Obamacare. And what I was able to do is go there and I was able to find an affordable plan and you know what? Now I have health care. I probably still have to pay a little, pay more than what I would like, but I can do it and I have health care and I don't have to worry about what happens if I get sick. The ACA is not a perfect plan and I will admit that I was a skeptical of the Affordable Care Act when it came out in 2010 and worried I was the back door into um, single payer. But the thing is, is I've, I've looked at it more and more and thought about it more and more. This healthcare plan uses market mechanisms to help to provide care. The government has a role in it, but it's not running everything. And the thing is, is that it is helping people who may have fallen through the cracks have access to good healthcare. Now, I have no illusions that right now conservatives will have any interest in taking up health care. They are right now too much more into owning the libs and trying to destroy anything and everything um, in American society, especially if it was passed by um, President Obama. 
But I think the task still remains that I think conservatives should be in the fight to ensure that no American has to worry about healthcare coverage. The thing is, is that if the center-right doesn't get into that argument, the left will. And the clamoring has grown increasingly for Medicare for All, which I think is not a good idea. It is way too expensive, and it may not do what people think it will do. It is time for conservatives to get busy and to truly think about what it means to not have health care and what we can do to help Americans improve their lives. Well, thank you for joining me today on Spheres of Influence. Uh, please consider, if you are listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher, to give uh, a good rating or write a review. That helps uh, pass on the word of this um, podcast to other people. Also, um, I want to introduce something new, is to sign up for News of, of the Sphere. Uh, this is a place where you'll find some articles that I've written. Um, I will also post uh, podcast episodes. So if you want to join us to sign up, uh, go to newsofthesphere, all one word, dot substack dot com. That's it for this week. Take care, everyone, and Godspeed. <laughs>